الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا رسول الله We praise Allah Almighty, our Lord, our Creator, our Sustainer and we thank Him for the many blessings that He has bestowed upon us and we, dis- we declare loudly and clearly and openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except for God Almighty. And we declare that Muhammad is his messenger and his servant and his mercy to all of mankind. In just over a month, we will be welcomed by the month of Ramadan. And we will be welcoming the, the month of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. It seems too long ago that we were gathering here nightly, that we were breaking our fast together as a community, that we were standing in long hours in prayer reciting the Quran, and really coming together as a community of believers. And it's important for us to prepare for this month. We still have a month and a, and a couple of weeks to go, just over uh, five weeks to go. And there's many ways for us to prepare for this month. And today I'm going to focus on one aspect that will help us really get the most out of this month. But before I enter into the topic directly, I want us to reflect just a little bit about what it is that occurs in our hearts. Every day, every week, every moment, what is happening in our hearts? How many of you experience throughout the course of your daily life, or maybe less frequently every week or every month, Conflict. Conflict with another human being. Conflict with another human being in which you were wronged. Someone transgressed against you. Someone lied about you. Someone lied to you. Someone cheated you in a transaction. Someone spoke ill about you behind your back. Someone assaulted you. Someone stole from you. How many of you have been wronged in some way, shape, or form in the last week? Reflect upon that. What ill has transpired against you? And what has been your response? When we are approached and uh, our rights are transgressed against, it's our natural human reaction to get angry our blood might flow, our veins might constrict, our heart might beat faster, we tighten up. And we think about how we were wronged, how unjust it is, the consequence of that injustice against us. And we begin to mull over that. 
in our minds, to review it in our minds, to focus on it in our minds. It begins to consume us on occasion. We, become, we feel like we're victims, like we've been mistreated and we are oppressed when we have no opportunity to be vindicated or when we have no opportunity to, to have our rights returned to us, we feel that we've been wronged and we've been oppressed. And we carry that with us. And sometimes it manifests our, itself in a way such as holding a grudge or responding in a way that is equally unjust against the other person. These are common responses. If someone were to curse you, you curse them back. If someone were to speak ill about you, what is your common, res your common response is to? Say something back about that person to other, you speak ill about them behind their back. This, these are common reactions. I remember one time even I was attending a demonstration many years ago and it was it was a, 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 a war anti-war demonstration and many people attended Muslim and non-Muslim alike and some people drove by and they were cursing and whatnot and a dignified middle-aged Muslim woman wearing the hijab looked at that person who was cursing at her and she flipped off that person. It was unbecoming, I have to say. What is, these are our common responses. And for a believer, for someone who aspires to have Allah fill their heart with his love and with his light. We need to analyze ourselves and ask ourselves not what do we commonly do, but what should we do? For responding to evil with evil is not the correct response. Not just because it is counted as a sin on our scale of, of deeds on the day of judgment, but for another reason. For when we are wronged, and we are all wronged, if anyone has never been wronged, stand up now. All of us have been wronged. Every single one of us. Sometimes egregiously. Sometimes multiple times a day. We're going to be wronged. But when we carry around that hatred in our hearts, or that bitterness, or that sense of being a victim, then it only harms our own souls. And we sometimes use it to justify actions that are unjustifiable. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, بَعْدَ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَوَفَّاهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ ظَالِمِي أَنفُسِهِمْ قَالُوا فِي مَا كُنْتُمْ قالوا فيما كنتم قالوا كنا مستضعفين في الأرض قالوا ألم تكن أرض الله واسعة فتهاجروا فيها 
فأولئك مأواهم جهنم وساءت مصيرا And when the angels take the souls of those who die in sin against their own souls, this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes in the Quran over and over and over. When someone creates, when someone does something wrong and transgresses against another or responds to evil with evil, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes it in this very powerful way. ظَلِمُوا أَنفُسِهِمْ or ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسِهِمْ that they have transgressed against their own souls. So when the angels take the souls of those who die in sin against their own souls, they say, in what plight were you? They respond, we were oppressed. Weak and oppressed were we in the earth. They start justifying. We wronged our own souls because we were weak and oppressed, so we lashed out. We responded in a way that also was a transgression. But we felt justified in it because we were weak and we were oppressed. But listen to what the, Allah commanded the angels to say to them. They say, Was not the earth of God spacious enough for you to move yourselves away from evil? Such men will find their abode in hell. What an evil refuge. So it's, it's a very stern warning. When you feel trapped and cornered to the point where you're going to lash out and do something evil in response, transgress against those who transgressed against you, stop yourself. Find another way around it. There is another way. When you harbor animosity, enmity, towards another person, it weighs heavy on your heart. It causes your heart to become hardened because it's occupied with the hate and the heart is like a cup. It's like a cup that when it's filled with hatred, there's no room in it for the love of God. The love of God and hatred cannot both be in the same vessel of the heart. So it's important to rid our hearts of the hatred and animosity and enmity we have and we harbor towards others so that we can, refill it, we can fill that vessel with the love of God and His light. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hashar, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِن بَعْدِهِمْ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا غْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلًّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُوفُ الرَّحِيمُ And those who came after them say, Our Lord, forgive us and our brethren who came before us into the faith and leave not in our hearts rancor animosity, hatred. Do not leave in our hearts ghilla, the, the hatred that you have for another person. Or a sense of injury. It kind of has both connotations. Do not leave the sense of being a victim or the bitter taste that remains after having been victimized. Do not leave that in our hearts against those who have believed. Our Lord, thou art indeed kind, full of kindness and most merciful. So in preparation for Ramadan, we need to 
have a checklist and one of the things on our checklist is who uh, about whom or against whom do we hold resentment and hatred now some of us some of us as a policy feel justified in cutting ties that person transgressed against me the response is I'm gonna cut ties I'm not gonna speak to that person ever again person gives salam I'll go the other way if that person's going to an event I'll not I'm not, I'm not gonna show up I'm not gonna deal with that person because of how they have wronged me the, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells, tells us in the Quran that that is the wrong response that that is the wrong response Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah بَعْدْعَذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَيَقْتَعُونَ مَا أَمَرَ اللَّهُ بِهِ أَنْ يُوصَلْ وَيُفْسِدُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ Those who cut the ties that God has made obligatory be connected and they spread corruption in the earth, they are the ones who are losers in this world. Cutting ties is not acceptable. So before Ramadan, we need to review our relationships. We need to review our engagements with, our, with, with those we, uh, in our community with whom we've had conflict. We need to open our hearts and we need to approach those individuals and ask for forgiveness and give them an opportunity to make up for what they have done against you and share what is in your heart. God knows I have transgressed against, those, against many people throughout since the last Ramadan. This is the time before the month of Ramadan comes for us to review our relationships to prepare our hearts so that they can receive the guidance and the light from God. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَفَمَنْ شَرَحُ اللَّهُ صَدْرُهُ لِلْإِسْلَامِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِّن رَبِّهِ فَهُوَ عَلَى نُورٍ مِّن رَبِّهِ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أُولَٰئِكَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُّبِينٍ Is one whose heart God has opened to the religion of Islam and to submission to God so that he has received enlightenment Nurun Mirabbihi, the light from his Lord. So that he has received the light from his Lord or he has been enlightened by God. Is that person no better than one who is hard hearted? Woe to those hearts that woe to those whose hearts are hardened against celebrating the praises of God. They are manifestly wandering in error. It's spelled out very clearly that when you harbor the hatred and you have a hardened heart, that you do not allow the light of God to penetrate your heart and that you are, as a result of that, wandering in misguidance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in Surah Al-A'raf قَالَ رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِلَّمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ 
They say, Our Lord, we have wronged our own souls. Again, this is repeated throughout the Qur'an. We have wronged our own souls. If thou forgive us not and bestow not upon us thy mercy, we will certainly be lost. So we need to prepare our hearts by doing a couple of things. Number one, reviewing our relationships and mending them. Being humble about it. Opening ourselves up sincerely. Number two, return, uh, turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. For it is God who can heal those deep wounds that we have. And we ask God to restore our heart to a wholeness so that it doesn't feel injured, that it doesn't feel broken, that it doesn't feel punctured or wounded. Because it is with a sound heart that we can most effectively appreciate the signs of God when they come to us and can contain His light and perceive the light of God. And number three, in repentance, we need to also make the sincere effort to improve our conduct and to not return to what caused us to fall into error. Oh Allah, help us, guide us, accept our repentance, mend our relationships, fill our hearts with love of you and love of one another in your sake. Forgive us and bestow your mercy and blessings upon the Prophet Muhammad. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu, sallu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. A couple of years ago, I was asked to accompany um, a non-profit organization to the Middle East to Saudi Arabia, to Jordan, to Palestine, so that we, they could identify charities that were worthy of receiving funding and grants. And while we were on this journey in Palestine, we were taken around by a Jewish organization, a Jewish human rights organization. called B'Tselem, that worked tirelessly to try and protect the transgressions of the Israeli settlers against the Palestinian population in the West Bank. And they had a program they called Shooting Back. But Shooting Back, what they meant by that was by video cameras. They gave video cameras to the Palestinians so that they could document what was happening against, to, uh, happening to them. And one of the leaders of this organization took us to the home of an elderly Palestinian gentleman in Khalil, in Hebron. The gentleman lived in an area that was traditionally Arab and had been taken over slowly over the years by Israeli settlers. And he remained steadfast in his home. And his whole neighborhood now is entirely Jewish settlers. He's the only home there that is Palestinian. 
And as an older man, he's been there way before 48. He's, he's been a farmer. And we visited him. And he was one of the people that received this, this camera from this organization. So they were mistreated by the settlers for years, to the point where the little kids were throwing stones at them, and there was, it, was, it was very abusive, spitting and cursing and harassment daily, every day, to the point where they literally built a cage around their house with metal mesh that prevented the stones from coming in. They call it the cage house. The guy and his wife and his children and his grandchildren, they all live in this house that's in a cage. And he, w he received the camera and they documented what was happening and that footage was then aired in Israeli television and uh, those kind-hearted among the Israeli population were outraged and they pressured the government to protect this family more, etc. They still face a lot of harassment. But the reason why I'm telling you this story is because we visited with this gentleman. And I call him a gentleman because you would think after having lived in such horrendous circumstances for now more than two decades, you would think that he would have a bitterness, an anger. But I share with you today that what struck me when talking with this sweet-spoken, gentle human being was that his heart was filled with love. And he said, I don't hate anyone. I don't hate the Jews. I don't prefer living next to the neighbors that I'm living next to because they're mistreating me. But what I remember when I was younger, we would go, we always had uh, Jews living in our community from way before 48. And when we would go in the morning to the orchard, we would bring back cucumbers and peaches and grapes and we would give them to our Jewish neighbors and even after all of this difficulty he did not hold in his heart any enmity or animosity and you could perceive the light in his eyes and in his face subhanallah if we are wronged as individuals or as a community it's incumbent upon us to stand up for the truth and to try and establish justice. But we should do so out of the love for God, not out of the hatred of the enemy. Because it is only, it is only out of the love of God that we will draw near unto God and avoid doing an injustice to our own souls. So we should continue to strive for justice and, and equity in all matters, in our personal life, in pol politics, in everything, because there's a morality in that. But we should do so in a way that is motivated by our love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And our desire to bring peace and justice to the world. And it's important for our own health and for our own hearts, and in particular in preparation for the month of Ramadan, so that we can reconnect to God through the Qur'an and through prayer and through fasting, that we... that we refuse to carry around the baggage of hatred and cut relationships into this month. The month is too dignified for that. And we need to be worthy of it and to prepare ourselves. 
So I encourage myself and all of us to do that. Let us ask Allah for guidance. And Allah teaches us in the Quran to make this dua. لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين on no soul doth God place a burden greater than it can bear. It gets every good that it earns and it suffers every ill that it earns. Pray, our Lord, condemn us not if we forget or fall into error. Our Lord, lay not on us a burden like that which thou didst lay on those before us. Our Lord, lay not on us a burden greater than we have the strength to bear. Blot out our sins and grant us forgiveness and have mercy on us. Thou, our, thou art our protector. Help us against those who stand against faith. O oh Allah, we ask you by your most beautiful names to hear our prayer. For you are most generous, most kind, most giving, and we are in need. Heal our hearts. Help us to mend our relationships. Let us to stand firmly for doing what is right out of love for you. O oh Allah, Prepare our hearts for the month of Ramadan. Let us to make the most out of the month of Sha'ban, which is coming up in just a week and a half. O oh Allah, hear our supplication, answer our call, for we are in need. Wa akhara da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa aqulu qawli hadha, wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Aqim as-salah.